If we don't score another goal, still in the league. When coaches come and coaches go, still in the league. If our first season brings you down, still in the league. We could still be in Richmond now, still in the league. And they'll talk some endless shit till your ears bleed. Still in the league If your favorite player shits the bed If he looks a little extra fed Let all your expectations die Or take a motherfucking high Souls, including me, Ooh, still in the league. Still in the league. Still in the league. <laughs> It's your boy Sway from MTV News, and I just got back from an eight-day vacation in an isolated section of the Amazon rainforest. What did I miss? Anyways, time for episode 55 of Knifey Lion Radio. Joining me, the man whose takes might lose us a sponsorship before we even get one. It's the indoor instant flavor, Zach. Yes. Also joining me, the Frankie Amaya of 1997, it's Nick from Soccer. Pumped to be back to talk about another loss. Hell yeah. Today, we'll jump straight into the flames and check on check in on our boy Alan with a level-headed edition of Match Watch. Yeah, it's firsties, guys. Everything's changed. We will skip over the... I have Red Bulls written here. Nick reminded me it was not the Red Bulls game. We will skip over the Philadelphia Union game. Maybe you can briefly say something about it and go straight to Saturday night's 1-0 beatdown beat down. at the feet of the San Jose Birthcakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to say. That's the recap. Recap. Mm, for some reason, we'll just pick an FCC Man. of the week. But do you deserve it? We'll check in with the goalkeeper, goalkeeper Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Someone has to come out on top. That's a segment now. We'll pick a Deckle Smash. I mean, we'll pick a Deckle Smash. Because that's the thing that still happens. Like the band playing while the Titanic sinks. Kevin will give us a breather with a brand new. Kevin's in the last minute. And then we'll crown the sole survivor. Nick, can you even believe it? In the grand finale of FCC, FCC survivor. survivor. Oh, gosh. Sad to see it go. And we'll finish things out with... Popery. Folks, I'm hearing reports that there's now a disco ball spinning, joyous music blaring, and an ethereal dance, <laughs> ethereal dancing going on inside the John Hark's Cave of, of Wonders. This guy can't get enough. Trust me. 
slow down. Everybody just slow down. Doesn't feel like we lost anymore, does it? Joyous. This episode brought to you by the Ope shirt. Ope if you shirt. haven't gotten your Ope shirt, you have till Wednesday to get in your pre-order. We have sold a ton. Folks, literally a ton, and we're making the May 25th game against the Red Bulls an Ope out. An Ope out. Everyone who got an Ope shirt is encouraged to wear their Ope shirt for that game. And at this rate, it's going to be a lot of you. So get an Ope shirt. Check the Knifey Lion Twitter account for the link. It's only $10 plus shipping and handling. Get an Ope shirt. It gets more appropriate after every game. And mark May 25th for the big Ope out. Zach, the Ope out. What are you thinking? <laughs> this thing's taking over. Yeah, it really is. Profit margin, slim. But, you know, <laughs> get those $10 <laughs> shirts out there. So you're not screening those? No, but I keep thinking about if I did, how much more money get on the back end. But that's not what it's about. It's about spreading the ope far and wide. The apropos shirt. Nick, thoughts about everything I just said? Well, it kind of is about money since that's literally all you're talking about is how many you're selling and the profits you're making. So The bandwagon effect, Nick. I don't know if you're familiar with it, psychology. You know, when people hear that a lot of people are doing something, they want to join in. So I'd like them to know that we've sold, I won't tell you, but it's a shitload of Ope shirts. So you don't want to be left out on May 25th for the big Ope out. Nick, do you want to be left out? This phenomenon you're talking about here, the bandwagon effect? Yes. And that just, isn't that just called conformity? Let's move on before Nick confuses our audience. As we always do, let's start with a... Catch Watch! Oh, baby! The people, they're calling for his head. The whispers are whispering through the trees. I'm now at the point where I wrote down, I, I feel a little bad for Koch. <laughs> what else can he do? He threw out a lineup I was uh, semi-excited for, but still no goal. Zach... Before we get into the game, talk to me about Koch's seat. Give me a temperature. What do you think about our boy? I think his seat is hot. Yes. However, <laughs> I don't want him out yet. You're not ready. What would you? What would be the the straw that bakes bakes the camel's cake? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, consistent poor performances. I know we've had quite a few in a row, but you got to let it ride a little bit longer. I'm not in line with everyone else who thinks it's our roster because I think our roster build is actually not too bad, which I guess this is more of an anti-Koch sentiment being that I think we have players that we could succeed with this team, but uh, I don't fucking know, man. I just think if we switch coaches right now, we're screwed either way. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe we'd get like a week or two bump that new coach smell where everyone's like, all right, let's get fucking wild, but... uh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying they should. I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world if he got fired. But I'm not calling for his job. I don't know if it would really help anything in the long run. You know uh, what? I'm letting guilty conscience dictate what I say. (laughs) (laughs) I just kind of feel bad since it's all being poured on him right now. But really, if I'm being objective, he is failing. (laughs) So you know, maybe we would be better off. Yeah, it was because it was cool. We were on the bandwagon of uh, the Koch watch when like we hadn't lost in a. Yeah, even <laughs> two months when we won, but every, now when we're actually yeah. terrible, it's like whoa, whoa, pump the brakes, everybody. Well, the thing is, if you think about it, we look better now than we looked last year. You know, we're stringing passes together from time to time. Last year, we just looked like shit. I thought every game, and then Ledesma would pop one in, or Nazmi would randomly pop one in. You know, we talked about it all the time. I was never impressed by Koch. I'm like, what has he done? Like. We just get this random, fantastic goal, then play like shit the rest of the game. Well, Zach, Nick's Zach, Nick, Nick, Zach is... <laughs> Hello! Oh, about May 25th. Nick, where are you standing on the great Koch debacle? 
I think, yeah, I think his seat is hot for sure. Um, I mean, results-based, we're not getting any results and we're not scoring any goals. But, you know, I, I guess I'm still kind of looking at it through a filter or a lens of, you know, new new league, new personnel. I mean, the Century is a brand new team. I mean, you got to be a realist and, and realize that our, our, um, things aren't just going to go perfectly, obviously, uh, a first year in, a, in, in Major League Soccer with a bunch of new guys. That being said, I mean, it's dismal. Like, literally, like, I posted something last night because I was pissed about, like, you know, had we lost that Sporting Kansas game, that that's seven games. That would be a seven-game losing streak with, like, literally one goal in, those, in that seven games. And it's that's just unacceptable. I mean, I, I just don't understand, you know, how it could get to that point. But then you also got to look at it through the lens of, like, how much can you really put on Koch? You definitely can put some on him. His seat's definitely hot, but – it's almost like a mental game out in the field now. Like it's like so they're so mental about scoring, and like it's just in everybody's head. It's like they just become. They have this really wonderful build, and then they get to the eighteen, and it's just like this air of desperation. I don't know. Like I said, results based. You know, basically one goal in like seven games and six losses. That's that's pretty terrible. The things he can control, though, is there was. Oh, I don't know if it was the Kansas City game where. Eric Alexander was like the first sub that he made when we were pushing for a win. And you're like, come on, what the fuck is this? And then sending Frankie on loan for two weeks when Adi's suspended and Ledesma's hurt. And then you bring him back and now he's a starter. Like, he got a lot better in those 83 minutes. (laughs) That's a head scratcher. Um, Things like, I think the way he rotated this week was a little bit odd. I don't know. Like, I, I definitely think like in Philly, Forrest Lasso should have had that game because Waston was, he looked spent from the kickoff in that game because he ran his ass off against New York and he looked sluggish, I thought, in that hmm. game against Philly. But he played all three games. Of all people who might have needed a break, I thought maybe it was him. Alan Cruz has never played in his desired position once, I don't think. I don't know, man. Kenny on the outside has always been a head scratcher. But I mean, the silver lining. No, just kidding. I didn't know anything to say. But we can talk about all this more. Let's get into the recap, recap of the game itself. Last night, it was late, 10 o'clock here on the East Coast, but the sun was shining there. That's what's so crazy about the Earth. It's so big. Sometimes it's sunny somewhere else. The starting lineup, Waston Lasso, Uyoa, Darren Maddox, Deplon, Titi's back. They, they stressed that it was a planned rotation all along, that he would start again, even though Richie had some great saves Wednesday. Um... Frankie Amaya, he is now good. Uh, Fataya Lache against his old team. Justin Hoyt. Hoyt. Caleb Stanko and Kenny safe. Zach, without even asking. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) I was ready for it. I guess I was ready for it. But like I said, when you had this three-game stretch, it seemed like switch one or two each game. But then, like, instead he takes the third game and just fucking swaps half the team out. I was like, oh, let's just see what happens. But that being said, I was glad to see Amaya start. I was glad to let Alasha get a run out. And then um, I guess Bertone had flown back to Cincinnati. It's fine. I was uh, a little worried. I, you know, I just reading, I don't, you know, I'm a big soccer tech tactician, but uh, Almeida, whatever the coach, his style of like high pressing man marking. I was a little worried, just like anything weird. I feel like, man, what's going to, what's going to, what's going to come of this? And what did come of it, I would say, in the first three minutes, I'm not sure we touched the ball 
maybe in the first five seconds. Then we didn't have the ball at all. I was like, oh, baby, <laughs> it's going to be like this. And, uh, you know, it was just, it doesn't know. Obviously, possession doesn't matter if you don't score a goal. But uh, it was wild. We just did not get on the ball at all. Nick, what did you see within the first half before they eventually got their goal? Anything special? Yeah, I think they definitely had the front foot on the, in the first half. Uh, knocking the ball, they looked a little bit more confident, which you would expect, obviously. I was definitely watching Amaya. I thought that was the most interesting aspect of the of the way we started, simply because we're in this goal drought, and we got someone like Frankie Amaya who is very talented offensively. But I was curious as how he was going to respond, you know, being kind of like an 18-year-old kid that has all these expectations all of a sudden on your shoulder like hey uh score us a goal because no one fucking else can on this on this team um so i was i was definitely feeling that he was more of a a spark for us in first half he was one of the brighter spots because he was you had a lot of good little touches i think uh zach said something about he was looked like he was struggling a little bit to get back which you know that would probably be the, the downside but he was definitely who I was really focused on in the first half, but I never really felt like a sense of impending doom in that first half, even though San Jose was on the front foot. I, I always felt that we were in the game and that, you know, we were playing um, a little bit more urgent than we have. Um, I will say, I I don't want to sound like I thought Frankie didn't like put in the effort to get back because I thought he did. I just thought he seemed like sometimes unsure of like when to let a man go by and have Deplon pick him up or... Uh who to stick with, when to stick with a guy, this or that. But it seemed like uh, Uyoa and then sometimes Deplon were down to just pretty much help him out. It wasn't like an effort thing, like too lazy to get back. He was getting back, but sometimes looked a little confused, which is fair enough. So the first scary thing that happened was a shot across TT's goal, and he dove for it short and then like crawled slowly. <laughs> And like put out his hand. I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> I was just imagining an earthquake seeing that and be like, all right. And um, the 22nd minute, they got their goal. Uh, Nick Lima, he had a shot from across the goal on the ground the whole way. TT do- outstretched lanky dough for it and did not get to it. And um, what do you think? I, I feel like I'm biased because I obviously talk about how goofy I think TT looks out there. He just doesn't instill the confidence in me. So if it was like, I don't know, Petter Check out there diving for it and didn't get to it, you'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> you don't expect him to. But when my first reaction when I saw it was like, I don't know, man, got to get a, a finger on that. Zach, what do you think? Do you think he should have gotten a finger on that? I mean, it wasn't egregious at all. but No, uh, I mean, it was low. It was placed well. And I think Forrest Lasso might have blocked his eye line a little bit. Um, I, the blame lies elsewhere because that dude wasn't closed down at all. He had all the time in the world take a couple of touches and let rip so would another keeper have saved it i don't know maybe but i think the blame lies elsewhere about yeah you, i think that's i think that's absolutely right i mean you cannot give in this league guys all the time in the world at the top of the box to just get a shot off like that you have got to be closing down on guys when you're when you're that close to your your goal um yeah i i can't put too much blame on on tt i mean it's kind of in traffic like you said it's low i don't know how many keepers would have got that to be honest at the end of the first half the stats i think were 71 29 possession for san jose but luckily one thing was uh adding up yellow cards are plenty we got a really early yellow card on stanko and uh i think the ref kind of sent a bad precedent and uh early in the second half 
51st minute or so, San Jose player gets his second yellow card. Red card. We're up a man. And uh, I wasn't thinking win at that point, but I was thinking, okay, now we get a goal. <laughs> Zach, at that moment, goal or no goal? How, what was your confidence scale? You thought, still, you thought we had it? No? Still no. <laughs> Maybe higher than it was, but it was it's just, it didn't feel like our night at all. It wasn't until like maybe the last 10 minutes where you're like, all right, we might get one. But even after that red card, you're just kind of like, well, now they're just going to sit back and make it even harder. Yeah, looking at the stats, they had 11 shots. They only had that one shot on goal, which was the goal. They didn't have a lot of amazing chances. Then in the second half, they were sitting back pretty much the whole time. Yeah, I think that was actually their mistake is they maybe gave us too much respect after that red card. I think they probably could have just kept playing their game, maybe yeah. gotten another goal. And possession ended up 52-48. Obviously, we had almost a shitload of the ball in the second half. And Tommy G was very confused. How, well, how are they going to man mark if they're down a man? It's like, well, you can leave somebody. Just <laughs> pretty much at all times. And uh, Kevin kind of told him, it's like, oh, great math there, Tommy. But <laughs> yeah. Well, Nick, how much do you think was, uh, you know, like you said, we even play we play better, and this is kind of a Koch MO, play better in the second half. We used to joke about him putting the fear of God into the players at halftime, threatening to murder their families, and then we'd come out looking good. This wasn't like totally night and day, but we definitely looked better. How much do you put on us looking better, and how much is just the fact that, you know, we had an extra man? See, I think, I mean, even if they hadn't lost a guy, I, if it was still 11 v 11, I think we would have still been playing with with that type of urgency, I mean, that's what we kind of did in the Philadelphia game. Um, we came on very aggressive in the second half, um, definitely upped the possession. Uh, so I, I think that they, these guys, it's it's just more of a mental thing. I honestly believe that at this point, where we're just getting up all the way up into the you know the 18, and it's just that final ball we're just lacking. And when San Jose got the red card, I honestly thought it was going to be a game changer because. They weren't looking, San Jose didn't look really all that offensively threatening all night, as you kind of pointed out before. So I thought that this was going to be the psychological event that would occur that was going to kind of amp up everybody on our team, that now they're going to be kind of hunkering down a little bit and it's going to be a little bit more difficult to kind of penetrate, put some penetrating passes mm-hmm. through their defense because they're all kind of hunched back now. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I thought it was definitely going to be a uh, a game changer, but... We, I, I mean, wrong. we should really it'd be, I'd be quite remiss to not bring up the fact that that second yellow card came on a great Deplon run down the wing. He's headed into the box. I'm just assuming he would have scored. So great foul on the, by the guy because yeah. Deplon was going to rip that bad boy for <laughs> he shout. Also, he also had a good chance in the first half, right? Yeah. No, he did off that cross. Um, yeah. I mean, no. he was outstretched, but yeah. yeah. I, he, I thought he got decent contact on it. The, commentators acting you don't really get a hold of it but i thought he did it just got blocked right away and then ricocheted I, he had a fantastic game Uh-oh. yeah i mean a lot of players i don't have anything awful to say about which is i wish there was more obvious things to point to and also we talked about this act everybody was seemed to be slip sliding around especially at the, like the least opportune moment a guy would fall down and just like ruin a chance yeah, uh, I guess you can't blame him because it was literally happening to everybody. So, yeah, the three-inch cleats out there. It's kind of frustrating. Um, yeah, I thought Kenny was running his ass off in that first half, and I kept like wondering, like, did he read Pat Brennan's tweet? Is he trying to stick it to him? <laughs> it's like, you know, if he thinks his body language is toxic, you would hope that like his effort there would be just as infectious. And it was something Nick pointed out when Ledesma started against New York. This time it was Kenny doing it. Are we going to press or are we not going to press? 
because it's usually just the one guy and then it's Kenny and he's looking around and pointing like pick him up pick him up pick him up but no one else is doing it like and when we do press all together it's usually pretty successful but like it seems like over and over there's one guy doing it that was at like the very like the third minute of the game. Yeah, I looked, then, Kenny like looked around and Maddox was like twenty yards behind him and he was like waving to him. Yeah, and then yeah it happened multiple times though, and it's happened multiple games. And I just like, I mean, that's a Koch problem if we're not on the same page. Like fucking press, and then, <laughs> and then in that first half, we've complimented Justin Hoyt a few times. It's like, oh, he knows his limits. He doesn't uh, go too far forward. And then the one time he does, got caught out big time in the first half. Like to where there's no way he's getting back. And then uh. Actually, a handful of times in this game. He had some hilarious backups. We're like, <laughs> like how far was he going to back up off of the guy? <laughs> like, yeah. So much space. He let a guy like reset and take another shot. Uh, Nick, I'll ask you. In the, I was happy this game. In the last game, I was upset. I was like, get Alexander out of the game. Like, enough. Uh, but, but he never did. Or, or make a sub because we needed a sub. This game, they came a little earlier. Uh, Ledesma came in the 65th minute. Lamar came in the 67th. Uh, Adi came in the 79th. Uh, how about Ledesma, Nick, our boy? How do you think he did out there when he came in with a decent amount of time left? I mean, I think he did all right. Um, I think there was a couple moments where um, he had a kind of a bad touch or he wasn't in the right position. I always get so excited when he gets the ball at the top of the box on his left foot, and he got this opportunity. Again, he had one in, uh, earlier this week. Again, uh, last night how many times we've seen him in that position just make i mean fucking perfect contact almost every time in the usl last year right at the top of the box on his left foot and he's just like again like going into my theory that there's something mental going on because he just like he's been hitting some flubs man this season like when he gets that opportunity where he's squared up with a goal and he's got the ball on his left so i get excited every time he comes in because i think he's totally capable of playing a role in us building up something that ends in a goal with his his passing which i was like praising the last time he played i think he he brought a lot to the table i think more so in the possession uh, side of things than so on the uh you know being a real scoring threat but uh I thought it was a good move. I thought actually, I thought the subs were were the subs that needed to be made. I saw someone was complaining about his substitution that he made last night, and I just thinking to myself, I probably would have did the same thing. Yeah, well, I think what happened is Matt Doyle tweeted saying that Koch was making the wrong subs by like taking an attacker off and putting another attacker on when we're up a man and down a goal. So everyone's just echoing exactly what he said, and I think that he's wrong. Darren Maddox, I would say, this is his worst game of the season. He was never threatening at all, and I, I've defended him pretty much every game that he's played in when uh, other people have talked shit, but I thought, uh, yeah, he needed to come off, so Ledesma comes on for him, and I thought, that was a good sub. Frankie Amaya was cramping up, so that's why he came off. Then we pulled a defender for Adi. I know that's kind of late in the game, but uh, what the fuck? You have, I mean, and, and you're in the second half of the third game, down a goal. What the fuck? You have got to try to get some type of result. It was like early in that second half where... Frankie fouled somebody and he came up limping and it might have even been from that moment on he wasn't not at 100% yeah just because Matt Doyle says something he doesn't mean he's right we were, see, we were uh, threatening that whole second half so I mean what the fuck I thought to uh, see at what point oh the 73rd minute Fatai got that cross from Ledesma it was a great header flicked over the bar by San Jose's keeper and uh <laughs> it's about how it's been going so far yeah that was that header was awesome. That save was awesome, too. And I think Alashe had another pretty decent chance off his foot. I thought he actually, he was playing like someone who's playing for a 
a spot, which he is. Or to beat his old team. Yeah. Well, either way, I thought it was good enough reason yeah. to give him a start because I know he'd be fucking going as hard as possible. How'd you feel when our boy Fernando Ovi Adi came into the game? Talk to me. Walk me through the emotions. <laughs> Everyone uh, wants to know. <laughs> there was a roar of applause in Molly Malone's. And I was the solitary boo bird. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I just had to go against the grain a little, but. Uh, yeah. Were you like, all right, mm. you better fucking score? <laughs> here's, a, here's a lone ant. Um, God damn it, where are they coming from? <laughs> Obviously, I said to cut him, but, <laughs> but we're not going to, so I want him to score, you know? Yeah. And uh, soon after he came on, you're like, oh, baby, this is the connection because Ledesma had that awesome, like, cushion header back to him, and it was just a little too high for him to turn it in on his left foot. And I think that would have been his first touch. He had one good hold up that he played back for Ledesma that was just out of reach. You can't, um, not allowed to go off of what you saw, but yeah, he could have definitely had a goal for that one cross. My takeaways from the game is Ledesma. Jesus. Yeah, these fucking Hell's Angels outside. <laughs> uh, is there a Fast and Furious movie being filmed over there? <laughs> it could be. I don't think Ledesma should be like a bit part player on this team. I think. He should be in most of our starting 11s. One of the first things he did is play that perfect little flick on to Caleb Stanko, who tried to hit him back on the one-two. Played a little bit behind him, and he slipped and fell on his back. He yeah, just, I'd like to see two up top and one of them being him kind of withdrawn. It's hard because like, I'm always thinking, like, oh, I just want to play a straight 4-4-2 with Ledesma playing off of Adi or whoever else. I don't know who I want in the middle because you want Kenny to play. You also want Victor well, I guess that's the problem. We got too many. Uh, Bertone. <laughs> d- defensive mids. <laughs> Nick, how about you? What would you feel with uh, with Adi out there? How do you think he looked in the minimal visions of him we got? You know, when he was subbed in, I, um, obviously, aside from the whole OVI controversy, which, I'm, you know, I'll be pissed about that for quite some time. I was just, just as was stated, I want him to score. I want him to come in and, and be a threat. And, and, and he looked like... He was, I don't know if you guys correct me if you think I'm wrong about this, but it seemed as though he was playing with something to prove a little bit last night, which is something I really haven't seen since he's been on the team. And obviously it makes sense in the wake of all this OVI shit, but um, I was kind of happy to see that he was, I don't know, it this seemed to me that he, he had something to prove and he, he was... He had to make up something to this this organization, and uh, feeling pretty good about his 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 role when he got in into the game. Speaking of Adi, after the game, he talked to Pat Brennan, or he talked to everybody, and um, you know, depending how you look at it, he either had some spicy takes or really not that spicy of takes. Pretty obvious. Takes. Yeah, I didn't really have any issues with what he said. I guess it's minimal spice because we're used to general milk toastness. Yeah, um, and I, you know, I've been harder on Adi than anyone I know and I don't agree with the sentiment that like a lot of people are saying yeah he's not wrong but he should shut up right now he's still on the team he's here might as well say what he thinks we should mention we lost Wednesday I don't know if you guys remember that that was <laughs> against Philadelphia uh, definitely not the Red Bulls I had that right the whole time um, yeah that wasn't fun either <laughs> I was just gonna say on the Eric Alexander front I don't give a shit about the stats the eyeball test he fails immensely if you watch him out there he's not helping the team i don't care if he was six for six on long balls because i <laughs> and then what happened from him i mean you can i just know watching that game 
I was texting you guys like fucking Eric Alexander. God damn it. Every time he did something, and it was multiple times, he just has no business in the team. Lasso, my man, getting tons of space in the second half, was able to dribble up pretty much as far as he wanted and then make the ball. And, uh, I mean, it gave me the nostalgia that I love of the <laughs> Lasso long ball, but those balls were not... <laughs> I don't know if those balls were amazing or something we probably would have had a few more chances because he would just dribble it up could pretty much take it up to the half line no beyond and then would play these balls and it was just like ah yeah there was (laughs) there was one close one where he played it over the top I think to Roland Lamar which was over hit but less over hit than the rest of them and then oh you're just like dying for a goal or like just a good cross in, something we can get ahead on, and he's putting him over the fucking end line. He seemed to be like leading every attack out of the back. <laughs> like it was Which they is were reminiscent all, of the games last year. Yeah, and they were all starting with Force Lasso, and you gotta think, man, San Jose was like, Oh, we're down a man. <laughs> yeah. This is who we're gonna leave. It's like we're letting um, Shaq shoot three pointers. Yeah. It's like, all right, nobody, just back up. Everything's gonna be okay. Nick, why don't you give me your final sum it up, your vibe of the game, your final thoughts about it and looking forward, uh to next week i think that overall just looking at this entire week i agree what was said i think by zach at the beginning of this podcast which is we have the personnel i believe to do good things on this team to you know at the very least be you know middle of a pack close to that playoff line but the the scoring is just something that at this point it's just kind of become like i don't know it just seems like a real psychological barrier for these guys because the shots that they're taking are like almost never on frame. The crosses that they're making are almost, they're just almost never long enough. Or if they are, they're, they're going over whatever it's, we're just not, not producing that final bit of quality. And I think if that, if we could get that going and we could get over the psychological barrier, I think going forward, we're, you know, I'm not saying we're going to be, you know, make an absolute 180 or whatever, but I think we could start, put some things together and start getting some results. But until we get to that, that goal and get back on the score sheet or get back on the scoreboard, you know, I just, I don't, don't have much faith, faith at all, to be honest. The best thing that can happen is for Garza to come back. I think, um, who (laughs) I was thinking last night to have him and Frankie on that left side would be pretty fun. I haven't heard anything about a time frame with them. It's all just a fucking mystery. I guess. Yeah. They keep everything like a mystery. I think, are we still going to go to the games? I don't know. This is, like you pointed out somebody on Reddit. It was like, we should still go to the games. But like, yeah, bro. Spent hundreds of bucks on these fucking tickets. I'm not going anywhere. I also I disagree with the fact that, like, you know, people are saying, like, it's just not fun to watch anymore. Like, if I have something else to do, I'm not, like, I still, I'm enjoying watching. <laughs> um, like, it's last sad, night, like, but it's sad. It's frustrating. I mean, but that's part of, like, that's why it's fun to care about a team because then you can get angry or, uh, you know, second guess everything. And, uh, you know, I was feeling like nerves last night, like, oh, we can get one. And like, it gets tense. Like, I still enjoy it. I'm worried if Montreal scores first on Saturday. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared <laughs> of the vibe. I hope we just keep it together. Yeah. If we get, go a, get an early goal, please. <laughs> if we go a goal down, they are going to get booed, I think. Yeah. I don't care if we get scored on. Like, obviously, we're bad. I'd rather fucking go down guns blazing and just like throw caution to the wind a little bit but let's uh let's move on uh anyways we're pretty good we're not dead last yet let's pick an fcc man. man of the week 
Uh, Nick, who's your who's your pick? Who gets the fifty dollars gift card, James the Jeweler, on Wednesdays between twelve thirty and twelve forty five? Who's it gonna be? You gotta pick someone because uh, that's the way that the podcast works. I'm gonna go with Frankie. I think you know, just kind of disregarding the the Wednesday game against Philadelphia. I think last night um, he was out there with something to prove, being on loan to with Orange County, and um, I think he honestly was a little bit of a spark last night. Um, he kind of impressed me. I, I I don't remember what game earlier this year he was in, but I remember like Came in the, the LA time that game. I saw. Yeah, that's what it was, right? And and I remember like being like, oh, okay, maybe, but but last night he looked a lot more confident, and he was he was definitely taking on people, and like I said, a lot of. Uh, Really quick one-two kind of uh, ticky-tack type of touches, which was really exciting. I mean, it's, that's what you want when you get in tight spaces at the top of the uh, 18 on the, the goal you're attacking. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Frankie. I thought uh, I thought he, he came to play last night. Zach? Wow. It's a little aggressive. Um, <laughs> I'm, di- I'm disregarding Wednesday as well, and uh, Victor is my man of the week. I thought he was excellent last night and uh, really holding it down when we were throwing caution to the wind. So when people, someone was posting like, well, what do you expect Koch to do with a bunch of random USL players and then MLS players that nobody wants? I'm like, we weren't really scraping the bottom of the barrel with Victor, Kendall, yeah, he's got like hundreds Greg of Garza, Nick Hagland, or Darren Maddox even. So I don't really agree with that sentiment. And Victor especially, I think uh, he was super solid last night. I didn't notice Victor Hugo last night. I did notice Frankie more. So I'll give it to the young Frankie. He's got a young girlfriend. She could really use a new tennis bracelet. Uh, yeah, and I kind of agree with Nick. I would say saying the same thing last night that like he would get surrounded by three defenders. And instead of panicking, like, you know, we can tend to do sometimes and just like kick it straight back. He would hold on to it, kind of work his way out of trouble. And then you have other guys who are ahead of you who have space because three defenders were on you and somebody's a little more open. So that's good to see. I would imagine only good things are to come. So Frankie, you will be this week's FCC of the week. Come on by scooter on over. I think you've won before. (laughs) You won before. Maybe the LA game we gave to him. I think I've made it. He might've gotten it when uh, the rain game, Yeah, the rain game. That's fair. Cause that was a pile of shit. Uh, So congrats on that. Let's pick a tackle smash. I'm going to give mine to Frankie as well. Did Frankie have a smash in there? I think somebody... Did you point that out to me already? I don't think so. It's when the fucking prick was stepping on Deplon. Yeah. And like, wouldn't get off him. And then <laughs> little Frankie ran over and gave him a shove off him. Nothing too hard, but... Pat was very taken with that. Yeah. Um, sure. Let's give it to that. Any any big smashes out there, Nick, that you noticed? Actually, I was thinking of the incident exactly like like two or three seconds right before Frankie, the incident that actually caused that, that reaction where Deplon, I mean, Deplon kind of came in hard. I believe it was that interaction where Deplon came in hard and just fucking dusted. I mean, just laid this guy out on the grass. So I, uh, I, I I thought that was definitely Deckel smash worthy. Um, not to mention, uh, in the text messages, I look back and that was the exact moment that, uh, Zach was talking about the, the, uh, the replay, or the camera work, and it's totally true, man. Like I, I'm, I'm ready to. Well, I, I'm going on the tangent. Go ahead. Who's working that feed, man? We're always yeah. missing gameplay. I know for they're some like fucking, bullshit. They kept showing the San Jose bench. Yeah, there, there was one. They're like zoomed in on Kenny Saves' face while like 
the game was happening. The game's happening. Yeah. Or like, there's like a build up, like goal scoring chance. Oh, oh my god, it was the whole fucking game. Yeah, and, uh, it's weird. I, I don't, had a lot I don't of know complaints. if there's an independent feed or not. I don't know what's going on, but it's yeah. uh, it's it's annoying. Uh, Kevin, will you save us? Give us a breather. Give us a brand new. To start right now. New York Red Bulls to defeat newcomers Birmingham Legion five to nothing. There, Louding United Bethlehem steal both secretly two teams and they draw three to three. Memphis and Birmingham in what should be the first of a number of Southern Derbies and in a 2-2 draw on that one. Hartford Athletic, they open their first home game. Finally, they are an epic run of form and by epic, I mean terrible run of form. They were only able to manage a draw, but Sim DeWitt looking like Sim DeWitt in Hartford, it turns out. Uh, We've got El Paso beating Colorado Springs 2 to nothing there Charleston uh, and Pittsburgh 2-2 and guys just remember it could be worse we could actually still be stuck in USL uh, things things are coming it'll be okay Catch out oh baby I'm not gonna ask you guys your favorite part yeah. because it's too controversial um, this week's edition of FCC Survivor finale uh, and um luckily for you guys we don't have to do it anymore because the only one of the available players who has left was kendall waston nobody else got to play and uh by the grace of god kendall waston is the sole survivor the winner of a million dollars come pick that up from my house uh nick at the beginning of fcc survivor without uh shitting on fcc survivor if you thought right then you would have had to pick who do you think would be the sole survivor who would you have picked, and are you sur- are you surprised that it ended up being our boy Kendall, Captain Kendall? I don't know if I would have picked Kendall, but I remember very early on this season believing that he was one of the strongest people we had on our team in regards to what he brought to the table. So I'm not surprised that he is our survivor because, I don't know, I think we need to make sure this guy is locked down for us for the next couple seasons, to be honest, because... Um, he's just like a, uh, I don't know, I just think he's a very critical, very vital piece of our defense. Yeah, Zach Kendall Waston, the FCC survivor, how do you feel about that? You think that things worked out the, the way they should? Not the process, but the end result? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Kendall, I'm happy you're the FCC sole survivor. Are you going to do as well next week for FCC reverse survivor? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I've, but I've been happy with you. Um, I left off FCC um, wedding toast this week because, you know, I didn't have time to. Uh, Next week, we'll be coming in real hard with that. And yeah, FCC Survivor. Kind of sad to see it go. But uh, this week, we do have another new segment. And this will last very shortly. It's the Goalkeeper Hunger Games. TT versus Richie again. We don't want to get too deep into the weeds of the game because we covered that. It's sad. But, you know, who do you think, Nick? Who's got pole position after this week? TT got two starts out of the three. And you can't say he, like, had any huge boners. (laughs) That sounds funny. uh, Because I said the word boners. 
Um, but looking objectively, you're the FCC front office. Who do you think's pole position for the F- for the goalkeeper longer games of the week? <laughs> <laughs> who do you think? Who do you, who's who's on top right now, Nick? Who's got the smallest burners? Yeah. Um, I would say probably I'm going to go with Spencer Ritchie. And I think because it just it seems to me, I, I mean, I'd have to go back and, and look at the last couple games. But Don't do it. I won't. Okay, <laughs> Spencer Ritchie seems to be getting like there's just so many more incidences where he, he's making saves. I just feel I feel like the times that TT has been in other than that first game against the Sounders, he, he doesn't seem to get a lot uh, as many um, um, chances against him I, you're yeah. saying TT's organizing the back line that, better. And that, yes. that is what so that's that could be it that could be it but I, I'm not I'm not positive um, Zach objectively is it Richie's job yeah I I think it is but there's no real good reason for it because he's just been tested more so he's made more saves so like he seems like he's doing a better job but he's not really but there's something about TT that doesn't breed confidence. We've thought that since the preseason, really. Great segment. Let's move on. Let's wrap things up with a brand new edition of Potpourri. Speaking of Potpourri, any of you guys been watching Jeopardy lately? This guy's fucking on fire. Just breaking it up. Either you guys watching this guy? No, but I know about it. How about you, Nick? Jeopardy? Is that the... Ugh. Oh, God. No. Fucking hell. <laughs> Uh, anyways, this guy starts with the hardest questions. He's just in search of daily doubles. He does true daily doubles. He's really putting it out there. Zach, anything of potpourri this week? Uh, Adi's back. What else? Talked about that. We're a team. We're losing. Adi's We're bad. bad. Uh, Pat Brennan was upset about Kenny Safe's body language. Yeah, what um, do we think about the new Pat Brennan? He'll 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 hit you with milk toast all day, then he'll randomly drop a semi-spicy yeah, just take. Be in, a, be in a bad mood and... Yeah, well, I thought that was fucking stupid, but I'm into it. I know you're into that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Kenny hates us. Shouts to Pat Brennan for finally pointing it out. <laughs> That's fine, he plays his ass off, and he's better than half the team. So, whatever. Uh, yeah, he's so good at passing, he gives it to the other team half the time too. Yeah, All well, right, guys. <laughs> he knows they might actually score. Brandon, we're talking about you know how FCC was going to be to their advantage that the stadium was going to be. <laughs> sparsely populated <laughs> yeah that's true unlike those other games those raucous <laughs> red bulls and union crowds that were just a cacophony 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 of <laughs> noise um God, no he had one other tweet uh kevin of kevin's mls minute fame tweeted do you think koch is <laughs> coaching for his job he's like whoo geez i don't <laughs> i guess it's a fair question to ask i just imagine like uh, Pat Brandon literally like fanning himself when he read that tweet like oh I do declare <laughs> so much spice there but, the fair uh, question fair 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 I do declare Nick anything you want to get off your chest this week you know it's just getting crazy two games we didn't get to talk about we suck but are you going to be there on Saturday are you going to be in your seat I will be there uh, Zach what, are you going to be there I think so I think I'll be with child oh shit I'll stay away from that. I'm sure he won't say hi to Nick the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had something else to talk about. You know what? I God, I really wish that Adi would have said, like, what we need is to keep Jeff Birding out of our fucking locker room. (laughs) It would have made everything forgiven. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for real. I would have poured him his first beer. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hell yeah, my man. Hell yeah. Zach, did you like my my meme based on your uh, Jeff Birding's family of podiums? Yeah, I did. I did like that. Good times. Nick, you got anything else left in the tank before we just uh, well, keep pushing I mean, on should, through? I, I don't know if you're ready to um, let the world know about the possible sponsorship, but I don't um, think we're going to get that. <laughs> I mean, our numbers are amazing, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a real email, a legitimate inquiry about uh, some sort of sponsorship partner i just really say partnership partnership between a large institution we're talking large we're talking money 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 and uh so fuck you guys you know (laughs) for downing us all right (laughs) got shit happening out here talking about canceling the podcast fuck it yeah i mean make this dough (laughs) (laughs) it is a big company this is no fucking small time King's Hammer, Cincy Shirts <laughs> partnership. I'm um, sure CST got the same email we got. There's no doubt. There's no doubt CST got the same email we got. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, I won't say who it is, but uh, yeah. And live show, still working on it. Still got that idea. At this rate, we might do it during a game. <laughs> might just be like, guys, come on. Let's be real. Come on by. Just check out the live show. We'll put it on TV far in the background. You can enjoy this. Mary will not be at the game Saturday. I'll have a spot next to me. Do I have to give it to you and Eli, or should I give it to one of my new friends? I'm going to wait and see if uh, if Megan's trying to go. Booyah. Nick, final thoughts. Don't tweet while being intoxicated. Is my final I thought. can't make any promises. No. Uh, Might get hammered for the first time and just get on it. Alcoholic is what I said. Um, final thought is. <laughs> what did I respond? Happened. I said. Uh, losses. Huh? Hello? What did, what did Brian say? He said. It's playing like me? this. Or whatever. God we, damn. I'm trying to. Zach's just talking over you. We can uh, hear you. He's trying go to, ahead, Nick. Sorry. No, no. You get. You get. No, you, Nick. No, you. <laughs> just got another Ope sale. Look, folks, just because we're losing doesn't mean you need to fucking pack up and, and bail. It's okay. It will be fine. Let's just uh, try to hold it down, and uh, better days are coming. That's my Nick, final thoughts. goal on Saturday. Give me your honest opinion. You got to put money on it. I'll give you 100 bucks and a gun to your yes. head just to make it easy. Yes. A goal's yes. coming. I, a goal. We will score a goal this Saturday, yes. Who's got it? Roland Lama. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I would say Waston. Zach, your final thoughts and do we score a goal? Yeah, I think we're going to get a win. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> My final thoughts. Don't know if we're going to get a win. One o'clock game, Montreal. We will get a goal for sure. For sure. And uh, I'm going to have fun regardless, you know. I might talk some shit, but I'm going to have fun. Love this team. Love these guys. <laughs> oh, man. These are my boys. Love them. Love what they're doing. Uh, let's get Frankie out there again. Let's give uh, OVI a start. Let's get crazy out there. Bring Richie back. Yeah, uh, let's start. Let's start. Richie, Frankie, Ledesma, Adi. Bertone. Bertone. Uh, what about that Hoyt uh, Powell spot? Well, Powell went home as well with an injury. 
Yeah, I know what his injury <laughs> his injury is. <laughs> he sucked ass on Wednesday. No, I was gonna say probably yeah. a broken shaft because he's got engaged. She is something else. <laughs> she is something else. Um. <laughs> congrats, Powell. Happy for you. Don't know why you're so emo on Twitter. <laughs> I sent now to, knowing what you got at home. I sent to Jonah. There was a, someone tweeted. Oh, we were gonna play like shit like this. We might as well might as well have brought the whole USL team up and uh, given them a chance. Lance Lang liked it. <laughs> Lang out here hasn't forgotten. Koch, this is what you've done. Bring him back. Bring him back. Bring the whole gang back. That guy might have been sarcastic, but let's really do it. Let's bring them all back. Let's get crazy. Get Haber. Uh, Haber. <laughs> I haven't heard a lot from him, to be honest with <laughs> Biting his time on the bench. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah. All right. Whoop. Oh, I was going to oh, complain yeah. about... What did Tommy G say? Oh, yeah. On Wednesday, he called Deplon Bertone. He was like, oh, Deplon down the line and... Uh, or Bertone goes down the line, plays the ball over to uh, Bertone. I'm like, oh, you fucking idiot. He called a free kick a goal kick. I mean, Bertone kicked the ball into his own face, and uh, he said, ball got poked away by Philly. Didn't he say, call him Sons of Sam? Like the supporters. Sons of Sam, yeah. Yeah, they called a... Uh, great pitch. Barca. Barca. And they had a great pitch out there where everybody would fell over every five minutes. Beautiful pitch while everyone's slipping on their ass. Anyway... Uh, I love the glow coming off Notre Dame right now. <laughs> it's just beautiful. <laughs> beautiful glow. Oh, I'm being told it's a horrendous fire. Rise together! Bye. All right. Bye, Nick. Bye. Bye. Bye.